This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens, and I'm joined by my husband, Matthew Bivens. What's up? What's up, beautiful? (laughs) Hi. It's been a while. (laughs) It has been a long while. I'm sure some people are like, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah, probably. (laughs) But we're here and we're hanging out and we are recording differently than we normally do. Yeah. Um, We're in a car in the driveway of my childhood home (laughs) while the rest of the house is asleep. And by the rest of the house, I mean my mom and Maya because they go to sleep early. And it's like 7.30 p.m. And it is a tiled house with a lot of echoes. And there's literally nowhere in that house that we could sit and record this, either upstairs or downstairs. So here we are. But that's the beauty of podcasting. So for anybody who thought that this show was produced with an elaborate setup or... Anything fancy. It busted. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's portable. Oh, yeah. It's simple and it's still quality. So yeah, we're hanging out in a car right now and it's a beautiful night here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. We're just digging this weather. It's a nice little break from the cold Atlanta Gosh, weather. It's so great. So we were here for Christmas and we were in shorts. Yeah. Hanging out with that breeze. Yep. And oh man. So I'm super blessed and happy to have a place like this to come home to and hang out with family and yeah, I'm from the 954, so any of you listeners out there, I know I've thrown that out there before, but uh, <laughs> represent. Cool. So, dude, we are rounding episode 200. This when is 199. Yes, this will be 199. It's crazy. It is bananas, as Gwen Stefani would say. Um, so let's do this. I'm really excited. I want to go through a couple things. We're going to share some listener emails and uh, have some fun. Cool. Cool. Um, real quick, before we jump into that, any and all the ways that you can connect with us. Uh, first of all, we are a part of Parents on Demand Network, the pod. And it is the, I mean, it's 
awesome, first of all, because it's a collection of podcasts for parents, all ends of the spectrum, all various life experiences, ways that you can get some serious knowledge, information, and also connect with other people and hear about other people's stories and experiences. So learn about Parents on Demand on their website, parentsondemand.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, And there's an app. There's an app on iOS and Android for Parents on Demand. Yeah. And so that's where you can listen to the show along with all the other million podcast players. But if you want to, you can listen to Doing It at Home from the pod app as well as check out a bunch of other really cool shows. Yeah. What's cool about having the app is that it's an app that just has, you know, high quality content made for parents. Right. So most of it made by mm-hmm. parents, yeah. you know, and so that's what I dig about it. And like Sarah said, it's parents on demand POD. And you'll find our show in there and dozens of other shows. Mm -hmm. And each month you'll hear us talk about some of the different shows in the network. So this month we're talking about a show called Informed Pregnancy with Dr. Berlin. And that's just what we love to do. We love to promote these other podcasts that give value to you all. For sure. Like, right? Like, that's, that's the whole point of this. Like, we started this show as a resource for families who are in position similar to ours yeah and so we just want to continue to give you resources that have the biven stamp of approval and anything on the parents on demand network has our stamp of approval so we'll be plugging different shows from the network periodically and we definitely definitely encourage you to go check it out go to their website download their app and just see what else is out there because there's there's tons of great content out there that um yeah, that's made by parents for parents to help all different all different levels and areas and time frames of wherever you're at in your parenting journey. The pod. And also uh we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have our website. So DIH podcast is Instagram. We have our Facebook page doing it at home. We also have a private Facebook group for the community doing it at home birth group. And you can check out our website, DIHpodcast.com for all sorts of cool things. Uh, also, our Instagram profile, if you go to that link in our profile, that takes you to the Doing It At Home swag shop. Where yeah, you can check out your cool. tanks, your uh, sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts, hoodies, tees. You were like rocking one of those shirts today. I was. I love my Have Babies Where You Make Them tank i love it so yeah go check that out as well uh that's on bonfire Bonfire bonfire.com is where you can find our page all righty let's do some emails mr bivens yeah i guess last thing before we jump into those um you know we're gonna be creating a bunch of new content uh which we're doing right now but (laughs) for the next several weeks so we're gonna be doing some rebroadcasts of you know earlier episodes um, while we're cranking out some new stuff. Yeah, so if you see rebroadcasts, that's why. It's because we're busy. We're in the lab. We're in the studio. <laughs> we're in the car. <laughs> yeah, we're in our car. We're in recording. any and all of the places where we work. <laughs> yeah, recording some new episodes. So you'll see some rebroadcasted stuff in January and February. And then we will be back with some brand new, awesome episodes as we flow into 2019. Mm-hmm. So we got two emails today that I want to talk through. So what's cool is uh, I received the emails. I responded to said emails and gave a little bit of my input. But I told both of these listeners, I was like, but I want to loop Matthew in. So I have my stuff that I'm thinking and that I shared with them. And I said, because I didn't want to leave them hanging, obviously. And be like, I'm not going to give you anything. Just wait. So give them a little little taste and then loop you in. And that'll be the, the full cool. the full entree. 
Okay, so this first email is from Peyton. Peyton says, hey guys, first off, I've been binging your show for the past two-ish months and I'm on episode 147 now. Well done, Peyton. I am 26 weeks pregnant and finally starting to show, meaning I'm starting to get the blessed, unwarranted comments. You guys have talked about it, but I just love getting all of the, oh, it hurts so much, the pain is unbearable, you're going to want an epidural comments. I know it is going to be intense, but I know if I focus on how much pain I'll be in in the experience, uh, it's going to be worse because that's what I'll be thinking about. How can I train my mind to slough off those comments and the the others I know I'm going to get. That's a really great yeah, question, awesome question. And thing to dive into. So what would you prefer, Matthew? Would you like to hear what I shared? And then maybe you can jump in and we can. Sure. Okay. So this is what I shared. Um, you know, I told her, I don't want to leave you hang- hanging. We'll do an in-depth conversation. But here's what comes to my mind. Using the words train your mind like she did in her email when she said, how do I train my mind? I said, I think that's a very appropriate way to look at it and to approach it. Um, It takes practice. So training is practice. So if you look at it like that, I feel like that sets you up uh, in a very powerful and also realistic way of how you move through it. I said, it's just like any muscle to strengthen. Some moments will be easier than others. I think sticking to a couple of key affirmational phrases that resonate with you will be very helpful. So whenever you have a trigger, say, from someone or something that references the pain aspects, immediately insert your affirmation either out loud, write it down, say it over and over in your mind. This can help reprogram your mind to focus on that rather than the unnecessary comments. And I think that's a powerful practice in the sloughing off process. Cool. So that's what I shared. And that's a little bit of internal, you know, work you can do. Um, But I'm curious what some of your thoughts are for, you know, to rephrase how can Peyton train her mind and other mamas to slough off those comments that come? So you cannot control what people are going to say. You already know that, right? right? So you can't control whether or not someone's going to come up to you in the mall, at the grocery store, while you're walking your dog and make some sort of comment. You know, it isn't as if you're going to able to have a, a sensor there with you who's going to stop anybody before they say something. <laughs> that would be you, nice, though. I know, right? <laughs> What you can control is the stuff that Sarah's talking about, and that's being proactive to get your mind fit and to get your mind repped and practiced so that when baby time does come, you can get into your power mode. And so I 100% recommend doing some sort of mental course such as HypnoBabies. Mm-hmm. HypnoBabies was an awesome, awesome resource that we honestly, I feel like we just barely really got into. I mean, we did it. I think that... Yeah, I would say you, we were probably your moderate... Yeah. yeah like we've had mamas who've yeah. talked about hypno babies where their husbands gave the cue and they like went into yeah, deep way, state. Yeah, way more we didn't, in depth. We didn't yeah. get in, we into didn't that. We didn't get that far. So mm. with hypno babies and, and courses similar to that, when you're doing that and putting those reps in and doing that sort of mental training, you know, you can, you can rest comfortably knowing that it doesn't matter what the outside world is going to give you. It doesn't matter what strangers are going to say. It doesn't matter what fears people are going to throw at you because you are doing your own work that is 10 times, 100 times more powerful than anything they can throw at you. Mm. So that's the first thing. Like, Make sure you're doing your own stuff. Then all those comments won't matter as much. They won't have such, you know, as big of an impact. My second piece of advice is stand up for yourself in situations 
when it's just getting to be ridiculous, right? Like if you're in a situation and you're having a conversation with somebody and they make one simple comment and you can just let it roll off your back, cool. But if it's like a topic that they want to continue to talk about, that's where you stand for yourself and you just shut it down. And you say, hey, listen, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not I'm not about having that energy around me. However you want to phrase it yeah. and just shift it. Because it's one thing to receive a bunch of one-off comments. But if a person wants to engage you in a lengthy conversation where they keep throwing their fears at you, that's where, you know, they're really, you can really draw a line and you don't, you just don't have to accept that. And if that's, you know, tough for you to do for yourself, then I think that's going to be great practice. And if you have, you know, your partner around, that's awesome time for them to step up too. For sure. And for them to, 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 you know, cut that conversation off. And you know what? You have every right to. Mm-hmm. You have every right to when somebody just wants to continue to feed you their fears. And you know what? Like, I get it. Some people may have had tough experiences and they want to relate somehow. And the only way they can relate is through a lens of fear. And they have every right to say what they want to say. And you have every right to not receive it, to not allow it to continue to go forward, to walk away from the conversation, to change the subject. You have every right to do that as well. So I think if you're combating this with that one-two punch of, you know, doing a course like um, Hypno Babies so that you are training your mind, so that you are putting in those reps, and then you're also standing for yourself, advocating for yourself, and not allowing a lot of that stuff to, to just be in your environment. I think with that one-two punch, you're going to be in an awesome, awesome position to be able to you know, get into that mental space, keep that energy high, keep that loving energy flowing, and not really entertain all the other stuff. Two tiny things come up for me after what you said. One, that standing up for yourself can look a lot of different ways. That can fit with what resonates with you, your personality, whatever. And that could look like, I'm straight up shutting down this conversation. Like, bye bye <laughs> Like, it can be yeah. that. Or you can just walk away. You, you know, inaction is action. So you can do nothing. You can shut it down. You can redirect. You know, it's making a stand, standing for yourself can look a lot of different ways. That's totally. the first thing that comes up. The second is... It is great practice for motherhood because talk about comments that you don't need or want. Yeah, once baby's here, you'll get those. So oh, this yeah. is a great time to work on that that internal processing and how you relate to that and how you respond to that. So great training of that muscle for for motherhood. And um, if you have if you're feeling lost about that or you want to start strengthening that muscle for, for a pregnancy, if you haven't had a baby yet, or if you've just had a baby in your postpartum, work with me. Yeah. Go connect with Sarah. <laughs> work with me and we'll get through some of that. I well, promise you. Because Sarah had to get through a lot of it herself. Yeah. You know, had to get through just not allowing that stuff, really building up her own bubble. You know, yeah. the babies, they talk about the bubble. So really building her own bubble. Just my of, own strength and confidence and yeah, will and yeah. voice. It's all of that too. And you all use that in pregnancy. You use that in birth. You use that as a mother, as a woman. So hit me up. That would be another thing I think about that, that comes to mind there. Um, yeah. So I, I love that, that Peyton brought that to our attention because I know that's very relevant to a Absolutely. lot of mamas out there. Thank you, Peyton. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Okay, second one is actually a continuation of an email. So this is a listener and friend, Ellie, who we addressed her first email back in episode 182. So if you haven't listened to that, it'd be great to listen to, you know, you'd have some of that context, also a great conversation. Um, but we chatted about uh, planning for birth and also specifically asking your midwife about or care provider, their spiritual beliefs, if that's oh, something that's that. really important yeah, to you. Yeah. So we addressed that and we went into that a little bit. And so Ellie hit us up after the episode aired and thanked us, you know, for acknowledging it and, and getting into that. But she did say, I was hoping you guys would expand a little bit more on the how to or even give two to three specific examples that sound polite and respectable, she said, because I value how mature and genuine you and Matthew communicate. I do recognize that the conversation is something I will need to mull over mull over and maybe even practice before the time to interview my future midwife. I must admit, I do have an insecurity of being misunderstood. It happens to me so often, and frankly, it annoys me deeply. She said another question that came up as she listened to the episode is, why does it seem so taboo to discuss the total of a home birth, so the cost? And she said, "Do she asked if we have any episodes specifically you know, diving into that, the costs and how to prepare for that and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm just skimming through the rest of this. Uh, yeah. So just diving into the the cost a little bit more and, and wanting to know a little bit about that. So what I shared with Ellie again, because I wasn't going to leave my girl hanging. I said, um, regarding specific ways to communicate, it could help to use phrasing like, my faith is very important to me slash us. And it's a big part of how we live our lives. Therefore, it's important to me that those values carry over into how we approach our birth. Even if you don't practice the same belief system I do, it's important that my perspectives are honored and uh, respected. So that's where it becomes important for you. This is, you know, mama, whoever you are to evaluate if you're comfortable working with someone who may not necessarily hold the same views, but can support you in carrying out your vision. Um, or if ultimately it matters more that they are of the same faith or are in complete alignment with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely a decision for you to make. Mm -hmm. um, because if, if you want somebody who is in complete alignment, then I think the conversation around faith and, and the values you want to see um, activated in your birth is probably easier. If you're open to anybody, right, you, they don't necessarily have to be of the same faith as you, then one thing that I have experienced in 99% of the midwives I've encountered and the conversation we listen to is they are truly, truly there to support you. Mm -hmm. Like they're there for you. So if you have, you know, special requests or, or different things like, 
that's what they're there for, you know? And, and so I think getting, just getting to the point where you can just, just share it kind of, I think Sarah gave a great um, way to kick off the conversation, but, you know, realizing, cause maybe in your mind, you're, you're thinking that they are going to have a lot of pushback or a lot of this and that. And like I said, 99% of the midwives we've talked to, we've met, we know, um, or I've heard about, like, they're all there for you to make sure that you have the greatest experience. And they don't want to, you know, interject in a lot of, of different, in, uh, in, inject a lot of, of their own stuff into the mix, whether it's their own, you know, religious views or their own politics or their own whatever. That does not come into play. So if you know that going in, I think you can you can now feel a little bit more comfortable just having an open conversation and then using a conversation starter like what Sarah just said, you know, saying that your your religion and your religious views are important to you. They're part of the way that you want to live your life and it's part of the things that you, know, you want to bring those same values into the birth. And then you can kind of go from there to share some of the specifics. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with, with that little formula, like you're going to be, you're going to be solid. Yeah. So, you know, I use that example of, you know, my faith is very important to me. I think you could phrase it any multitude of ways that are mature and respectful. I mean, I think it could be as simple as a template like I am blank or I practice blank faith. How does that resonate with you? Or have you had other clients of that faith? Or does is that a thing that comes up for you? Or is, is that a problem for you? You know, anything like that? Like, is that is that a you know, complicated thing for you if someone is very involved in their religious faith or, you know, just to kind of feel out how you can be supported and include that aspect into your birth experience. Yeah. And maybe for yourself, you know, if you're listing out some of the things that you want to experience in your birth, you know, get clear on some of the things that might create a little bit of of something between you and the midwife. Because if you simply walked in and said, hey, I'm of this faith, is that a problem for you? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being ignorant, but I'm like, why would that be a problem for anybody who's, you know, who, who's who's uh, there to serve? But maybe if along with, you know, your faith, you are wanting some specific things and maybe right. it's those specific things that might that, that might make a person uncomfortable or whatever the right. heck the reason could be. So then get clear on what those specific things could be so that you can step into the conversation and say, hey, this is the faith that I practice. These are the things that I would like to do or experience within the birth. Boom, 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 boom. Let me list them out. Are any of these, you know, deal breakers for you? Do any of these, are any of these things that we need to talk about so that we can both be on the same page? Yeah, I think that's the the biggest thing. And I don't even necessarily think by by bridging a question like that, by posing a question like that, there would necessarily be a problem, but I think it opens up the door to then, to your point, you know, these are the things I'd like to experience. Like just to use a random example, I'm pulling out of the air, you know, I would really like a midwife who will pray with me and yeah. X, Y, and Z. And if, if the midwife is like, cool, you know, I'm not, nec- I'm not Christian or I'm not this, but I'm happy to be there with you in that capacity. Or if you, you know, give me the things you want I'll, and then others might be like, you know, that's, that's not really what I do. You know, I'm more focused on this, but if you have other people, you know, and that's where you start to see like, Oh, okay, this is a great match and, you know, or maybe not so much. Yeah. And that's why I recommend just get specific on the things you do want to experience that might be connected to your faith and then share those. Yeah. And that's what Sarah and I really um, got out of our, our midwife visits. Actually, this is, this started back with our OB, which is why we started to explore alternative birth options. It's because we got very clear 
on what we wanted to experience within our birth. Yes. We got very clear at what our birth vision was going to be and the elements within the birth. We got clear on things like we want water. We want there to be a, a, some sort of like yoga ball. We want Sarah to be able to move around, eat whatever she wants, not be hooked up to things. So it was because we got clear on our birth vision, we were able to then present them to the healthcare provider at the time. And he said, no, can't do that. So then we went and looked to somewhere else. Yeah. So for you, get clear. Get clear on what you want from your birth, you know, in the vision of your birth. Get detailed on some of the things. Like Sarah says, if you want somebody who's going to pray with you, maybe you want them to lead the prayer. Maybe that's your intention. And so that's what you have to put down in, in hey, this is my birth vision. I want somebody who's going to do boom, 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 boom. And then you can present that and then you can have a conversation with them about it. Yeah. And this is a point we're going to circle back to in a second, but I think it bears mentioning here. This is a very big experience you are undertaking and you are planning for emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. So I think about one of my friends who taught me a lesson when we were very young, you know, in restaurants, you know, you order something and you get it and it's not necessarily what you wanted. It's like, no, (laughs) you are paying for this thing. Like speak up, get it the way that you wanted it. So if you want anything in your birth, you know, how, how it ties in with your faith included, Speak up because this is something yeah. you are investing a lot in. So get what you want, like get what you're paying for. So, um, you know, that comes to mind. But we'll come back to that in a second because I got specifically into paying for and money. But I just want to throw one more thing in there around um, what Ellie said of feeling understood. And I felt like it was important to touch on that for a second for her. And I kind of went into life coach mode for a second, went into lifestyle coaching. And I said, I think this whole thing is a great opportunity to explore that feeling understood thing Uh, because I believe at the core we all want to feel understood like every human being that's what we want and to have that connection point with others so if you Ellie or anyone listening are often feeling misunderstood and that's a challenge maybe look at how you understand yourself because I believe if you are having an issue with how other people are understanding you or perceiving you then that's indicative of an internal thing going on so maybe look at where you can get clearer on how you know yourself and how you feel about yourself. And I think everything around preconception to pregnancy and birth is a great time to lean in to self-discovery. And again, if you're curious about any of that, I know I've already (laughs) dropped myself earlier, but God, it's what I do. So it's what, you know, ask, reach out, explore, all of that. Yeah, I mean, it never hurts to get clear never. as to who you are and what you're about. Exactly. And uh, it 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 helps in all areas of life, including birth. Yes. So getting back to that thing of the finances, what I said is cost is definitely a big bag of things. And we have not actually done just a in-depth all about cost episode. Because um, I think it's it varies. It is so varied. I mean, around across countries, and then around state to state, and then with even within, within the state. Each midwifery so to practice. do a full comprehensive thing, I think would be like a lifetime project of research. But I do think it's a good point, and maybe what we could do is put some feelers out there, get some experiences of people who are willing to share and open. You know how they either planned financially for it, or what some of the costs do like. Typically, you know, typically some averages. I think that would be cool to share. So well, I'm, I'm saying I'm open to doing that, and we'll start. We'll you know put out some 
put a call out. But what I did, what I did say is that um, you see a lot of variations, state to state, different insurance policies impact. You know, it's all over the place. Um, but I do believe transparent discussions on what people have experienced helps. So even if we're not necessarily giving you all the the demographic information or across the country, it's you know just to share a few people's experiences because that's what this whole show is. Um, and what what was the question? It was just about like the cost of a home birth. Yes. Uh, she asked if we had an episode discussing cost. And then she said, why is it so taboo to talk about the the cost of a home birth? So we don't have, like Sarah said, we don't have that episode. But OK, so how much did ours cost? Thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. It was either three thousand or thirty five hundred. So I'll Let's just, just go say thirty five hundred. But it could, it, anywhere between that. Yeah. And, and that was out of pocket. It was no out of pocket. insurance. We just cut a what, what, a what a straight up check or whatever. So that's the thing we we paid over time and oh, okay. with our particular midwives the agreement was it just needed to be paid by, by the time by of birth. Yeah. Um and and so we did now that compared to going into a hospital with insurance was going to be cheaper. About 10. Yeah. So I mean it's like going to be about 10,000. Like it's going to vary based on your insurance. We've got really really basic insurance. Yeah. You know, we pay very low so uh monthly premium. We don't go to the doctor. Premium. We don't and, need to go to the doctor. Yeah, so for <laughs> us it was way it made way more financial sense if we if you if we wanted to look at it strictly for, by the numbers, which we didn't. But if we did, then we'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely going to do a home birth because it makes way more financial sense." But that's definitely something that like Sarah said, it's going to vary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole thing about like taboo conversations about money, you know, there's three things that you could bet any one of those three are going to shut down a conversation with most people. And that's sex, religion, and money. So money just happens to be one of those sensitive topics for most people. Now, when you're getting into some sort of uh, a big transaction and a big uh, experience like home birth, I think that if it's if you're feeling that it's taboo, it's because you're making it taboo, right? So just have an upfront conversation. If money is something that is, it's a factor that you need to heavily weigh, have that conversation early. Don't wait till the second, third, fourth, fifth conversation. Have it in the beginning. You know, when you're getting to know your midwives and you, you start feeling a vibe and you're like, you know what, I kind of dig them. Then talk about money. How much is this going to cost us? That's what, that, that's what you do and you know, that that's that's like the much very mature way to go about handling it. Don't don't dodge it. Just be upfront. Have the conversation. They're midwives and they do an awesome thing. And if they have a midwifery practice, they also are running a business. So they're going to have a number for you, and they they may have some payment options like Sarah and I experienced. But if it's a taboo thing, I think that's more of how you are making it. And if you don't hold it as a taboo thing in your mind, then it won't be. So just go in there, have the conversation, get very clear of all the costs, ask them if there's any additional things. Like we had to buy some additional supplies Mm -hmm. later on. We had to buy like a birth pool and a pump and hoses and stuff. So get clear on all of the costs through your particular midwife or your particular midwifery practice. And so that you can have all the facts. Yep, You can have everything laid out and then you can make a fully informed decision. I dig it. I think you handled that very well. Way to go. Why, thank you.
Cool. So thank you to Ellie and Peyton again for your emails, for your love, your support, any and all of you really that reach out, whether it's a comment on Instagram or Facebook, a like, a message, an email that you send. We just appreciate you so, so much. So we do. please keep them coming. Uh, reviews as well on iTunes. We just gobble up all of your your words and your vibes. It's just so energizing and affirming. And we just we love you bunches. Yeah, so it's awesome. all big deposits yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've plugged a lot of things in this episode. But the last thing I'll say is if you haven't subscribed, you know, please subscribe to the For podcast. Sure. Yeah. That's one of the bigger, big, biggest things um, because iTunes uses that to inform what shows are popular. Jace. So we would love for more folks to be able to discover this show because we definitely are playing to make a big impact in the in the birth world and in the world in general in terms of shifting the conversation around home birth and in an even a bigger sense, just empowering women, empowering families to create the birth experience that they truly, truly want. So you can help by subscribing. Yes. All right, cool. I think this was awesome. Yeah, this was fun. If you have any questions or you want to send us your own requests, suggestions uh, for new content uh, coming up in 2019, holler at us. You can email us hello at diahpodcast.com or connect with us any and all of the ways. Instagram, Facebook, our website, Carrier Dove, perhaps. Um, You don't like birds. I don't, but I conquered some big fears this week and we went to a animal sanctuary and there was an aviary and I could not show my fear to Maya. I had to be brave and strong for her. So And you were so brave I am and strong so brave. With those birds flapping around your I head. I am so brave. And you can be brave too. You can conquer your fears. <laughs> Sarah can do it. You if can, I can do, do it. it too. You can do it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. I'm Sarah Bivens. This over here is Matthew Bivens. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... Why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.